episode 118 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan LaMarca. As always, I'm joined by Shelby White. What's going on? PS 118. We're in Hey Arnold's world now. (laughs) (laughs) This is Hey Arnold's world, and we're just living in it. Um, No Dan Dufresne today. Unfortunately, he is out on assignment, but we miss him dearly and send him our love. Um, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So it's Shelb. It's it's a little more of an intimate feel, just the two of us. Oh, maybe we so, can bring our, our decibels down just a notch. Yeah. This is a late hear night radio. <laughs> the sultry tones of our voices. Um, <laughs> but let's jump right in, like you know I love to do, and talk about what we've been playing. Uh, there's one game on here that we both played and finished. Is that right, Shelby? You finished Sable? I started did, and finished. I finished Sable um, this morning, last night. I don't remember. Either last <laughs> night or this morning. And um, I mean, it's it's kind of. I feel like it, the game. If you if you are playing it or have played, it's weird to say that you finished it, right? Um, right. Because there is you that kind of choose the ending. Yeah, exactly. Like you can. I feel like halfway through, you kind of get the prompt where you can end the game if you want to. You know. Right. Um. But yeah, so I tried to do just about as much as I could without being ridiculous, you know, like right. I did, I did, uh, by the time I got that list, like that, the prompt to finish the game, I, what I tried to do was take the list of quests that I had at that moment and I tried to finish them. And okay. I was like, let me finish this list. If I get a new one, I get a new one. Let me do what I can without being ridiculous or having to look up how to do something. And then, right. then I'll like, uh quietly go finish it so um so yeah, yeah so and last, i don't think i played it at all last time we talked exa- that's what i was gonna say so last yeah. time we talked i had played a couple hours and you hadn't started it. so yeah. um i want to hear what you have to say first and then i'll, I'll give my conclusion <laughs> thoughts as to what i th- what i think of it now um, that i've beaten it so i think all right well first of all this is like side quest the game you know, like yes. essentially that's, that's what this is. And I, I didn't know what to expect at first. I was listening to you guys talk about it and I was like, Oh, I'm so happy I downloaded this game. I can't wait to jump in and play. And cause you just said it was so serene. Like you could just do whatever you wanted, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's one of those sit down on the couch and, and instead of playing like a game of NHL, all right, let me jump into Sable for a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't put this game down. I really couldn't. I, um, uh, I was enjoying that freedom so much of, where I was really, when I would stop playing, I'd be like, oh, you know, like, I didn't explore that area, though. And I couldn't even, I explored this whole area, couldn't even find the cartographer. Like, what the hell? You know, so it was mm-hmm. one of those things that was constantly on my mind. And this game isn't without its blemishes, that's for sure. I mean, I texted you and Dan a couple of days ago and, and likened its frame rate to that of, like, a 1900s film. I mean, it was... <laughs> like a, like a silent movie. <laughs> oh, my God, it was horrendous. But I did kind of find a loophole with that. Yeah. Not not that I should need to, first of all. I want to say that. I don't want to like make it sound like this is a good thing. But I was playing the game, and then I would um, turn the Xbox off, but it like holds your spot for the next okay. time you turn the Xbox on. Uh, so if I turn the Xbox on, I'm right back into the game, the same way you would do with rest mode on the PS5, you know? And when I did that, the game would... That's why the game was getting incredibly choppy. Like, I was never fully closing out the game. So, mm. I did an Xbox update and then went back into the game. 
and and it was pretty fresh i mean it wasn't perfect but it was way better than what it was and when i say like i was dropping frames again i'm playing on an xbox one original um but it was um like i would see sable run a little bit and then it was out for like five seconds and then run a little bit and out for five seconds i'm like thank god there is so much space and there's no like enemies in this game because i would (laughs) i would throw the controller um but yeah so it was kind of like i would i would exit out of the game a couple of times just to kind of let it refresh and i don't know um interesting i'm getting that way with a few newer game pass games and i'm i'll tell you what it's starting to piss me off and that old hardware man because i will say i I will be honest with you i had i had definitely frame rate it's not stable but not even close to what you're talking about yeah i i I had it, it just would slow down or you know look bad at certain points like stuff like right. that but it, it was never like where it would literally be a few seconds before the next frame never oh no yeah it was horrendous but um, then when it was smooth it was so nice so th- i think that's what pissed me off more than anything because i could see the potential right. in what i should be playing as opposed to what i was playing and uh, i know it's pissed me off but enough about the technical issues i mean my my general thoughts on the game, like I said, I couldn't put it down. I was that interested in it, mm-hmm. um, despite those issues. It it's very interesting. I mean, I I, I don't want to compare it to other games. I really don't because I feel like we mm-hmm. do that too often nowadays. Yeah. But um, but if I were to, I mean, I know you guys mentioned Breath of the Wild a lot last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about it, and I really I got that mixed with Outer Wilds for me. You know, it was just yeah, it was just a third person. You're right there exploring, discovering these, like this sci-fi kind of setting in the middle of the desert. And there were so many interesting stories and interesting people to learn from and about. And and although you get these tasks constantly, the writing for the game was like reading a novel, you know? It was like mm-hmm. you, were, you were learning what Sable was thinking, which I personally find super interesting when your protagonist doesn't have a voice really, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what I enjoyed the most. And it was just like platforming heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like you said last time, every time I came into a new area, I was totally blown, like, mm-hmm. like mind blown. It was nuts. Especially when you have like, um, I want, the lightning area was like my, my favorite God. thing ever. Holy so shit. Cool. That was so, like, you come down to that area, the guys are walking almost on stilts and, mm-hmm. and you see these giant beings, the giant robots that kind of like stopped working, just lying yep. on the mountain. Like I was absolutely <sighs> astounded. Game um, so good. Oh my God. It, it was so good looking. Such a great art style. You know, it was so fun to play um the entire time so many different things i i wound up going so the chum queen i wound up getting like all but one stamina upgrade i found so many chum eggs like everywhere oh yeah i did a ton as well yeah so it was like that was super cool i found so many different outfits which were awesome i think i got all but one mask by the time i finished really i know i I didn't get the climber mask that's the only one i know Mm. i didn't get the climber mask but i got most of them um i got like two of the climber badges i just i was like you know what i'm not gonna assert because i didn't even have a task for a third climber right. person to get the badge so i was like so i'm not have to be scouring it. around yeah exactly like just looking for another person with a freaking lizard helmet so so i was like <laughs> uh, screw it i was like i'm not gonna pick that one anyway and uh <laughs> i which one did I, you end up going with 
I picked the machinist nice. um, helmet. I thought it was a cool looking helmet. I also like the cool. thought of of just being a lone rover basically mm-hmm. for the rest of the life. And I went up to all the helmets and like had like looked at it and said, picked up on Sable's thoughts about what she thought about each one. So, so I, I, I read all those and I was like, you know what? The machinist sounds like a cool one. And I didn't know what the consequences of the picking one would be. You know, there were mm-hmm. a few different side quests during the game where um, you really do get to choose and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, right. well, with some of your with some of your choices, for instance, in Ecria, when you have to like not prosecute, but basically choose somebody who you right. think committed a crime like they don't there's no con there's evidence, but there's no concrete evidence in that quest quest, you know. Yeah. So uh, so you kind of just choose who you think it was. And um, and I thought those were really cool because it's it's totally it's like a customization thing. Um, but really it's just you telling your own story and that's what the game's all about when it comes down to it it's it's what story did you tell or what story did you experience you know absolutely and, uh, yeah. yeah i think you summed it up really well i mean i the more i played of it the more i loved it the more you know like like you said you go to that lightning plateau and it just kind of like jaw-dropping stuff like uh, that's that's i think why you compared it to outer wilds is like yeah it gives you that stuff and i think that's what breath of the wild does super well as well um and yeah i'm i'm starting to learn that these are my favorite things in games when i can have these moments that just like come out of nowhere like take your breath you know like this game is so special in that way and it's also like you said, uh, you, you know, I'm kind of reiterating what you said because you, you did a good job, but it's like the writing combined with that, like I just love this world. I loved the exploration. I loved so much about this. I love even there were, there's no enemies, there's no combat and, and it still was such an engaging experience. And I think that's really, really something rare in games. Um, and I don't know, man, like this game has, you know, you said it, major flaws, major, major flaws, constantly getting bugs and frame drops, all kinds of annoying stuff. But I I, I think I said it on the last episode, if it didn't have any of that, this is this would be a hard one to top for game of the year for me. Like, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, this is definitely yeah. on my top 10 currently, you know, like, yeah, despite those issues, despite anything yeah. I may have said negative about it, this is on my top 10 immediately, you know, yeah, I was like moving it up my list as I was playing it, yep. you know, like every time I stopped playing, I was like, well, that's going up there, and yeah. you know, because every so, time you play, yeah. it's like something awesome happened. Did you ever, yeah. did, you, did you do the worm? I'm not going to spoil it. The large worm? Yes. I, I found that but I never like got into him if there is a way into him. So I might look that up. So they were real good. I might look that up then. Um, or just jump back in. I mean, who, who, uh, I'll figure it out. But um, there was one, I remember you talking about like the beetle. Remember you had a, mm-hmm. a trouble, like a technical issue with the beetle moving or whatever. Yep. So I wound up finding that beetle and then, looking around and i was like oh i don't even see the uh the thing to give him and i wound up climbing up this other thing and coming up the backside of him so i was like oh i didn't even have to move him you know <laughs> and there were there were like several things like that and then i wound up finding the fruit or whatever that that makes him crawl out of the cage and, yep and and 
things. There were a couple of times where I was confused throughout the game, but they did resolve themselves um, quest-wise. Because I, I remember I did this one thing in the top right part of the map where I followed these archers. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I found a cave. There was a dude in the cave. And I talked to him, and he's like... And it, was, it basically it said, you talk to the guy, and then you say goodbye to the guy. And I was like, I just spent 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. finding this guy, and nothing mm -hmm. happened. And then, <laughs> like, so so much longer, I found out that that was a quest line. It was just you had to talk to somebody else first to get it. So, right. so there were things that resolved themselves where at first I was like, wow, what the hell? That was so unsatisfying. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, little things like that, they... They were annoying at first, but when they do, when you do realize that there was a quest linear way of doing it, um, it's super cool. And and they even threw in little things they really didn't have to, like did you customize your bike? And like there were some yep. custom things yep. that made your bike go a little faster, or handling a little yeah. better. Like in all and honesty, the costumes for you and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, the only thing I would say that was I felt a little unnecessary. And maybe a little bit of a hindrance at times, but it it really doesn't matter. Was I don't think there was a need for a stamina meter um, mm. at all. You know, in a game that stresses exploration so much, and that really like, other than climbing and running, you know, like there there were parts of climbing where it was fun to go back, but I almost found ways around stuff for every mm -hmm. area I was in. So I was like, right. I, you know what? I, I don't even need the stamina meter. But doing the chum egg thing with the chum queen to get it, it, it like improved right. was super fun. I enjoyed the hell out of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it made me like go go crazy jumping around and like wanting to search for them in, in different areas. Right. So uh, so I don't know. I, w I was like hit or miss on the stamina meter. It's just, just considering. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that where like I could see it both ways. Like, I think there's some benefit to having it uh, just for pacing reasons and, you know, to kind of funnel you into the easier areas first and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's not fully, you know, th th this game didn't have hundreds of people working on it for five years like Breath of the Wild did to to very be very particular about what you can climb with this amount of stamina. You know what I mean? Right. So you always no, kind of find, I, I get what you mean. You like find yeah. your ways, but I mean, yeah, overall, no. I'm, I would just say like, I, I think this game has something really, really special in it. And as a total package, I, I see the flaws and I could see this not being for everyone, but it hit me in a really strong way. And, and I really, really loved it. And it, it like you said, it's definitely on my top 10 for this year. Oh yeah, for sure. There is one thing I want to say though, whoever yeah. developed this game. Pressing down the left stick means run, not crouch. <laughs> so figure it out. <laughs> Listen, for a while it did mean crouch. This is new. <laughs> I know. It was driving me nuts throughout the game though, coming off like other games, like other right. modern games that have that. So I was I know. Every time I was doing it, I was like, God, oh my god. <laughs> you know what's funny is B B and left stick click are always either crouch or run. Yo, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're like interchange. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, so that's Sable. Uh, we'll get Dan's full thoughts on the next episode. I hope. Uh, I know he's been enjoying it as well. Yeah. Um, let's jump in and touch on a, a game that you really liked earlier this year, uh, Mario Golf. Yeah. So this this was kind of a late edition, just because um, we talked about the Nintendo Direct last time. 
So so there were a few additions to a couple of uh, characters. Mario, oh, a couple this of was stages. this was stuff. You know, like it, it's. I enjoyed this game so much that when they do this, and this was something I was looking forward to for them to do without them having previously announced it when the game originally came out, was adding characters and adding courses. So I have no problem jumping in, playing a course. Uh, I played the new Koopa Troopa and Ninja. Very similar characters. Um, honestly, their powers, like their power-up shot, are exactly the same. You you have a... As long as you have a line that's pretty straight and no hazards in the way, the ball bounces like three times as it goes a further distance. But if there's like a tree in the way, it's going to hit that tree and stop. Oh, gotcha. So both of those are very similar. And um, mm-hmm. I know there are other characters when the game, like on the original roster, that had that same power-up. Yeah. Um, and then I played the two new courses, which in all honesty, they're not for me. They're very small, tight quarters. Like there's just a, a hole in the outskirts of each... Uh, on like the end of the circle or whatever like that. And there's just a million hazards in the way. Wind and tornadoes and uh, That's a shame. those those circular guys in the desert that pile up uh, whose heads you have to knock off for them to fall. Oh, away. yeah. Like the so, so what they're doing, they're really just creating levels now. Like these two past levels, there's a snow one and a desert one. They're for online play. Like mm-hmm. that's what they are built for. Okay. They're not a normal golf course like like some of the original um, levels, so it's it's. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, they're fine. I really do wish they would create a new eighteen hole course that's fun to play for for people who are just in it for the golf aspect. Because right. I I played these two levels with buttons. There is no shot in hell I am going to be able to play those with like the motion control and enjoy myself without throwing the controller. Like, no freaking way. <laughs> um, but I understand what they're there for, because the online play is pretty fun. I played a couple of rounds of that, too. And uh, and beating people is fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed playing Mario Golf, but I feel like I would not play. There's a lot of games like that, multiplayer games, uh, that I just know that I'm not going to play by myself. Like, I'm only going to play with friends. So it's like I never want right. to buy them because I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm just not going to play them. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I agree. This is like, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I 100% enjoy it way more when I play with other people. Right. Um, And this one in- included, you know, like not just past Mario games, but this one included. And... um. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a great golf simulator, but these new levels, I really just jumped in to check them out. Um, they did overhaul the menu system too, and it's way, way better, especially with checking the like level of which, which characters you're at. Because as you play with a certain character you, in single-player mode or online, you you I forget what it's called. You get like a star rank or something like that. And the higher the right. rank you get, the better clubs you get, and you can upgrade your clubs twice. You get like the star set and the superstar set. Um, so you used to have to like go into, it used to be several steps to check that. Now it's right there as you scroll over the character. So like they fixed that. Oh, that's good. It's a little easier to get through. They, they upgraded the menu system big time. It looks way better. Um, but yes, I mean, that's that. Like I said, Ninja and Koopa Trooper are very similar characters Mm. and, um, and the levels are just, they're cool, but not for me. I'm going to keep playing, uh, Bonnie Greens or whatever it's called. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's more fun. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, I'll talk briefly on a game that I jumped into. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is a game that came out earlier this year. Uh, and it was one of those where it was getting good reviews. People were talking like it was it was a really cool action game. It's 30 hours. You know, it's long. Um, and I, I was looking at it. And I'm like, okay. I don't have like a huge desire to pay full price and jump in and play this game. So maybe I'll catch it on sale, uh, you know, next year or something like that. Uh, and then it came to game pass. So I jumped in on it and it was kind of one of those in betweeners where, you know, I finished Sable, I finished Metroid dread, which we'll talk about. And I was waiting for inscription to come out, which we'll also talk about. And I'm like, what do I want to play? And there are two games, I'll talk about Scarlet Nexus first, but there are two games on Game Pass that I jumped into in that meantime. And I played about two hours of Scarlet Nexus. Um, it's anime as hell. And the, the big selling point of it is the action of it. It feels like a really cool action game where I think the setup is kind of like, let me try to describe this. You're kind of like protectors of a city and these you know again this is a very classic anime thing but there are these creatures that rain down from the sky they're actually called others and they're like um they're like plants come to life or like light bulbs monsters like all these different like everyday objects made into monsters and you are basically one of these defenders of the city that has some sort of special power. So there are like basically some people that have the ability to do certain things and they get recruited to be these, you know, basically supernatural cops. Um, So, you know, they start young in their like, you know, late teens, early twenties, I I think. Uh, And, yeah, you're kind of jumping in. You I, you get to choose your protagonist in the beginning, uh, and I think they play. They have different power, like main power. Uh, but the thing that's cool, I mean, it's a it's a action game that feels very good to play. So you have, you know, your standard like melee attack, and then if you hit a different button, you will like grab a object in the environment. And if you time it right, you'll incorporate it into your combo. So you'll be like, hit, 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 and then you'll grab a car and swing it and smash it into the guy. And it feels really good to play. It looks really good. It runs smoothly on the Series X I'm playing. Um, and yeah, I mean, the game is cool. I, I, I'm interested in the characters and the story, but I haven't dove in deep enough to really get a firm opinion on it. It's okay. one of those that's like, okay, I'd like to dig in when I'm not playing other stuff that I'm really into, but there's nothing there that's like, like I'm enjoying it. There's nothing that's crazy that I'm like, I need to go play this right now, but there's also nothing that's like, I I don't want to play this. You know, like it's a good game and and I'm excited to get to it when I don't have something else that I would rather play. Right. Uh, Uh, So I'm actually, I'm excited you're enjoying it to the gr- degree that you are, I downloaded this game as soon as I saw it come on 
um not actually real like i just saw the cover of it and i was like oh this looks pretty cool let me let me download it i got space you know it's not like i have time i got space (laughs) (laughs) um but i had space on the xbox and and then i actually noticed that it was a 2021 game um i just haven't gotten the chance to do it honestly i signed on and i was like i could either try this or try sable and i started and didn't put down sable so i just kept playing right (laughs) Um, yeah the game seems cool and and i'm you know uh if at some point this year I end up having time and diving back in, I'll definitely come back with some more uh, some more impressions. Yeah, very cool. That's uh, the well, other that's- game. The other Game Pass game that was tiding me over until Inscription uh, is one that I believe you've been playing as well. Is that right, Chill? Uh, if you're talking about Back for Blood, you uh, are correct. Okay, so I am talking about Back for Blood. Now I think there's a very big caveat that I want to start with on Back for Blood because. This is by the creators of Left 4 Dead, which is a game that I really love. I love Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. A lot of fun playing with friends. I have great memories of of that game. The caveat is with Back for Blood, if you want to play single player, I think this game is not good. I don't think it's a good game. And here's why I'm saying that. I played it single player. I played two missions. And both of them were just like complete cakewalks. Like there was super low amount of zombies. I was never really challenged, never really threatened. I felt like even though my, you know, AI partners were not really doing much, it just felt very basic. Then I said, you know what? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. Let me just play an online match. And it was super tense, really, really fun action, like night and day in how the game felt playing. So I really want to stress that to people where I, I remember, I mean, I played Left 4 Dead with friends, but I also play, would play it by myself just to like run these levels and, you know, something fun to do. feels good to shoot in that game and, and mow down all these crowds of zombies. This is not that. And I think that's because they're really pushing their card system and and all these little extras that are new to this in comparison to Left 4 Dead. So Shelby, before we dig in a lot on this, I want to hear, did you only play single player or did you jump in with anybody else? So I am v- almost the exact same. I played the first act, like the complete first act, single player. Yeah. And then as soon as I was done with it, I said, that was literally a cakewalk. Yeah. I'm going to wait until I have somebody to play this with. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I didn't even play online. I just picked it up. I enjoyed the first level. Like, I thought it was cool. I was like, this is a nice little setup. But as we finished the level and I was the only one with any kills, yeah. <laughs> like, with me and my AI, I was like, that can't be right. Something's wrong. I'm going to wait till I can play this with somebody. And I was like, maybe I'll play with my brother or something like that. I'll figure it out. Right. And uh, so that's, that's my only experience. And I felt the same way. I, I saw, like... They were setting up this card system. They had interesting weapons all over the place, you know. I mean, it was like I said, it was just the first act. They set up maybe four different enemy types that were bouncing around. I never once... Like, I was getting attacked, but I never once felt like I was getting killed, you know. Like, I don't think yeah. I, my health dropped more than 75%. Exactly. But, but again, I, I kind of attributed that to being the first level. But um, but yeah, so I had a very similar experience to where I knew that the single player was not going to be the best way to play this. I just yeah. haven't done any online or multiplayer. Yeah, I, 
I'm very like right now where I'm at, I'm like pretty disappointed in the game. But then when I did play that one level online, it it really did feel like that Left 4 Dead experience that I really like. Um, really saw. I mean, the shooting feels really good. The guns feel really good and distinct. Uh, the characters have a bit character, you know, traits and stuff like that. There's a lot I like about it, but definitely not something that like I'm itching to dive into. I mean, I, I will, you know, I will play this if I play with other people, but I'm not like, oh man, I really got to jump back in. Like, I really don't feel that for Back yeah. for Blood. Now, which is unfortunate. Left of the year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, Shell, before you have you have a couple more games on here, and I have a, I have two games as well that I had already mentioned. I see you wrote Smash Brothers on here. What's that all about? So i I just wanted to put this on here as kind of a quick nod. I in similar form to jumping into the new characters of Mario Golf, I was like, oh, let me jump into Smash Bros. We got Snor- Sora now. Sora. <laughs> Snore, <laughs> not realizing that I haven't unlocked a character in Smash Bros. since the game came out. Oh <laughs> so, my god. So, no, I was not getting Sora. I just unlocked like one of the 50 fucking Xenoblade or something characters. So. <laughs> That's amazing. So I thought it would be fun to play a little as Sora and talk about it. Never gonna happen. At least not anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> it's so funny because I... When when Smash Ultimate came out, I I unlocked everyone and was playing with friends, doing a ton of stuff. And then the way that it's been going with me is like, I would buy the the character packs. So every time, like a season pass, basically, mm-hmm. there have been a couple of them. And then I would jump back in like six or eight months, and I'd be like, oh, I got three new guys that I forgot all about. That's awesome. And then try them all out, play them with friends, whatever, and then repeat. <laughs> and it, it's like super fun to just be like, oh, let me see what this guy's about, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I didn't have that experience at all. <laughs> it's so funny. I like, I didn't even have the Piranha Plant, which is like the first DLC character they had. <laughs> so, That's so funny. So I was like, oh, this was a huge waste of time. <laughs> There's a ton of levels, though. I'll tell you that. There's definitely more levels yes. in it now than when I first originally played. There are a huge amount. Oh, my God. It was like I, I was playing on the Switch itself. So looking at the screen, I was like, oh, I can't even see what these levels look like right now. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah, that that combined with... Uh, I. I have to like constantly be switching my my left side controllers. I got that drift going on. Mm, that's that, brutal. That switch drift. But again, Absolutely this is brutal. also like I'm playing on nothing but OG systems here, so. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's tough living. Yep. Um. All right. So I'm gonna jump into. Huh, let me talk about Inscription first, and we'll save Metroid Dread. All righty. So Inscription, this is a game that I've been hyping up for a while. I played the de- even before I played the demo, I was hyping this game up and then I played the demo and then really hyped it up. And now the game is out. It just came out yesterday as of this recording on October 19th. I had played about 3 hours. And uh, it's everything I'd hoped it would be. I mean, this game is just really really special. <laughs> really special. Nice. Um it I remember I, I had to stop myself from playing more of the demo after a half hour because I was like, I know I just, I, I don't want to have to just replay through all this stuff for, right. you know, I don't want to be like 
grogging through or slogging through. Um, so I jumped in, got back to where I was, and it, really cool detail here because this game is totally like just screwing with you in like multiple ways. It's very like meta. So the beginning of the game, so I played the demo, like I said, right? So I was kind of doing very well on like my first run. And once you get to a certain point, the game, part of that first run is you're supposed to lose one of these rounds. And once you lose one of these rounds, you, the, basically the, the, you know, game master devil that sits across from you says like, oh, uh, you lost, but I'm going to spare you this one. Can you do me a favor? Get up from the table and go grab the candlestick next to the door. Right. And that's when you learn, oh shit, I can get up from the table and walk around this room. And all of a sudden I have like an escape room to do on top of this card game. Uh, so you go over and grab the candlestick and it shows you this mechanic that you have two lives, basically. Like if you lose a battle, he blows out one of the candles. And then if you lose another battle, he blows out the second and you lose. Right. So where, when I was supposed to lose before the boss, basically I was doing, I, like I, I played it perfectly where I wasn't going to, like I was going to win despite it being something you're supposed to lose. And the game like glitches out, like the screen gets glitchy. And then all of a sudden the other side of the board is like filled with cards that are like way too difficult. And obviously you're gonna lose, like it like forces you. And it's so awesome. Like that moment of just being like, what the, like when it's like, like the game's like crashing almost. And then it's, and then it like brings you back in. Like just so good. This game's full of stuff like that. I'm just loving it. There's so many secrets and interesting things in this game. Like, I just know, like, I, I don't even want to talk too much about it because every, like, the, the joy is in seeing these weird, strange things going on. Uh, and it's just, it's just really, really good. Like, I, I really think this is something that, that we should all play. Like, it is it is that good of a game. Um, and yeah, I have a feeling, so, before... So <laughs> what are you playing on right now? It's only on PC. It's only on okay. right. Steam. Steam. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come to other stuff, but probably not till next year. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing about this game, so, there are... So, I beat the first boss, right? And then you get to a second level. And then I beat the second boss. You get to the third level. And as you're doing the escape room around you, and I'm not going to spoil anything here because this is this would be a pretty major spoiler, but as you're doing the escape room, you discover something. And I, did I mention that the, like certain of these cards in your deck like talk to you? I don't know if I mentioned it during the demo. Oh, I don't think so. I don't remember. But they'll that. like they'll like converse with you, huh. and basically you you gain an item, and the cards are telling you that oh man, like that's very important. Now you just have to beat him here. So it's like the third boss. So I think, and I, I don't want to assume too much. I don't know the answer to this. It's just me, you know, trying to figure out where this is going. I think when you beat the third boss, you're going to do something, and then the game is going to drastically change. Like, I have a feeling it's not even going to be a card game anymore because that's what this game is doing right now. 
and it's just like fucking with you all over the place. <laughs> so it's like, I see where this is headed and I'm so excited to get there. Like it, it really, I mean, the vibes of this, the music, like talk about a good game to come out right before Halloween. Like it is spooky in like oh, such yeah, a fun way. Drop time. <laughs> it is, it is really something special. That game is called Inscription. It is uh, $20 on Steam. I think it's like 17 on sale for the launch. Um, but I, I really, really love what I've played. And I'll, I'm sure I'll have it beaten by the next episode and I'll give my final thoughts. But but even from the three hours I've played, I, I, I could see this definitely being, <laughs> you know, on my, on my, on my top, top 10, there. you know, pretty high up. So nice. we shall see. Yeah, uh, we'll look into that. Yeah, I mean, you know, once I beat it, I'll tell you for sure. But if I if I know where this is going, I think all three of us really need to play it. Um, so before I jump into Metroid Dread, Shelby, why don't you tell me you've been playing a little bit more Death Death Loop? Yeah. So so not. Um, I don't really remember where I was last time. Um, I spoke mm-hmm. about it, but uh, I played a few more missions. I have killed a few of the. Um, whatever they're called um visionaries visionaries in the game and i'm not sure like where i'm at kind of like i i have no idea um i've i've gone i've gotten to the place where i've i've had to go back at different times of day to certain areas i'm still trying to decipher the menu and stuff like that i'm not having a good time with the menu it's just it's it's super confusing to me i have the ability to infuse stuff now which i i don't remember what it's called i think it's called infuse or something um, uh, yeah you, you know when you get that power yeah the residuum and you and you um and you can infuse weapons which i still don't really understand um what that does that but, lets you keep it forever but then how do i do that because like I can only go back to the place with three weapons. Like I've gone back with three weapons and then infuse them, and then, then what do I do? I go out with those weapons, and when I drop one, and come back with a different weapon, do I still have that previous weapon somewhere? So on on your next run, that previous weapon that you dropped will be if it's infused, it will be in your inventory like pre mission. Like you'll be able to pick it for your loadout. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. Cause and I that's how it like, works for the powers, anything you infuse. Right, all right. Because I picked up, I have two new slates. Um, yeah. Slate powers, I think I got the one where you can kind of like, not fast travel, uh, kind of zip to an area that you're pointing at. Sure, yeah, like a book. Um, yeah, like that one. And then the, I have the one where you can connect people and like shoot oh, yeah. one and they both My get favorite. shot. That one, that one's cool as shit. Domino, yeah. That one I like a lot. But, um... But yeah, so so here's my issue because I can I can see what this game is and I can appreciate how detailed and and really really detailed and perfect that they've planned this out and how they've created the game to be a roguelike, but at the same time be something totally different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm appreciating the hell out of it. I just I'm not playing it right, and I know that <laughs> like I am literally sneaking around everywhere i go because i get like anxiety about losing weapons or dying or doing this you know and 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 this game is meant to be more fun than that and i just inherently 
I get to a place and I'm like, oh, oh, I hear somebody talking and I hide, you know, and mm-hmm. like I can't even help myself from doing it, even though the enemies are not that hard to kill. But right. every time I have died, I've died pretty easily from just a couple of shots. It's quick. Yeah. You know, so and even though you get like three chances every time you do a run, I don't know. I'm just I know I'm not playing it right. I am enjoying what I'm playing. I I do like finding all of the um, like every time you uncover something, if you if you do enough discovering and you find like a note or something and you you pick up on uh leads and it's fun like i i am enjoying it but i i just i need to keep playing it because it's it's not i don't know i don't know what it is about it that i'm not i'm enjoying it but at the same time i'm i'm not intrigued to keep going back and playing so I mean, you're certainly, obviously, you know, your opinion is your opinion. The thing that I'll say is I I have a feeling that because of the amount of time between play sessions for you, I feel like this game is complex and, like, obtuse in a lot of ways that I, I would bet if I were to pick it up once a week or something like that, for example, I would get like super frustrated because I mean, I would be like, well, I'm not like learning anything. I'm not like changing what I'm doing much. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like you're kind of in that boat a little bit being that it's been a month and a half since it came out or, or a month since it came out. I, I feel like that's a tough way to play it. Not that, I mean, you know, you have other stuff to do and other games you want to play. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you should have done it a different way. I just feel like that's that's probably just contributing to the frustration that you already are feeling towards the game. Yeah, so it, I, I definitely um, see it the same way, you know. It's, it's, it's one of those games where I wish I was more intrigued to jump back in, you know. I, right. I... I, I, Colt and Juliana, I don't know if it's just the beginning of the game, they bother the hell out of me. <laughs> um, they are so annoying when they talk to each other in the beginning of every mission. Uh, I do like all the other characters, though. You know, like, I just... Uh, so the one guy that I got the one of the slates from, like, had his own... Uh, what am I... Why am I forgetting? The, like a LARPing area. Yes. You know, like he had yes. his own Charlie. RPG LARP set up. Charlie, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool getting in and out of and stuff and and finding and it's it's when people finally discover you and stuff like I said I've been sneaking around a lot so when I do get discovered and the music's like blaring like it is fun I just get so much anxiety when I'm playing a game like that because it's it just gets at me you know because I feel like I, I shouldn't be sneaking around but I am sneaking around and it's, it's fun to sneak around and uh I don't know yeah. I definitely need to like sit and grind it I just Every time, yeah. I well, sit listen. Down, if you yeah. if if you're not enjoying it, I mean, you know, you don't want to force it either. So mm-hmm. you know, it may just be. I mean, I'm not saying give up on it if you want to keep going, but you may find out. Hey, you know what? Maybe this game isn't isn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I like I said. I don't even know if I'm out of the basic tutorials yet. I feel like every time I go back to the menu, I'm still getting prompts. Right. And it's uh. But you said that it has a very long... It has a very, very long tutorial. But the biggest thing that I would tell you is like to to stick... Like the best advice I could give somebody that's like struggling in this game is like pick one goal on your like rumor board, whatever. Whether it's you want to follow a lead or you want to follow an arsenal lead or whatever. Pick one and make your whole loop about that. Like even skip times a day if you want. Like it does not matter. 
Right. Like just, just. What does happen when you die? Like, if you die the three times with the, I don't know you... if you can get rid of that slate. Yeah, that one's stitched into you. You can't get rid of that one. Yeah. Uh, but if you die, you lose anything that you did not infuse. Any information you gained, you keep. Okay. But it just resets the day. That's it. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's no real large penalty, and that's kind of what. <laughs> that that's where I was struggling, and that's what yeah. I need to get over. Like that's yeah, yeah. It was more of the thing where I didn't want to die because I didn't know what I was gonna lose. I was afraid of losing stuff because especially yeah. on my first couple of runs where you are going after the visionaries, like I killed the visionary on my first run going after, her, and then I killed Charlie on the first run going after him. And I was like, oh, now I have their weapons. I have their slate. Like, I don't want to lose this shit. Um, the biggest I do thing. Infuse them first, but I got to yes. figure that out. So, so, my big thing is like, get something new, get enough residuum to infuse it. And then if you die, you die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good way to like think about the game. Right. Is like, don't worry about it. Like, you already, you already accomplished something on this run. Like, right. that's what you should be thinking about. Not, I want to do every time a day get something really important done and then complete the day like that doing it that way i could see it being like way too yeah. tedious I'm, and like i'm also doing and, the missions it's taking me forever because like i said i was sneaking around trying not to get yeah. caught. like i i was keeping the nail gun yeah. and i'm not even kidding like i'll do a whole run and never get caught right like well and and kill dozens of people but that it's obviously you know that it takes forever to do it that and way. And that is my default playstyle too. Like yeah. if I don't if I'm not going in with a certain loud build or something, I will play like that too. Yeah. I'm playing but like I, dishonored basically, you know. Yeah, like, and, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just I, I think you start to learn like how close I can get before I start sneaking. And then right. it becomes quicker. And you start to learn where all these guys are as you're doing more and more loops, because they're in the same spots every loop. So right. it's like, all right, I can Depending take this the way. There's no enemies. I can kind of just run through if I zigzag in here. Like, so even though I also like to play stealth the majority of the time, as I learned, it wasn't, you know, in the beginning it was like, oh man, I was on that level for an hour. That's crazy. And then by the end, it's like, I do that same level in five minutes and I'm sneaking both times. You know, it's just like, that's yeah, the nature of, of the game they built, you know? But yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, it's a game I love. It's a game that's in my top five for sure. Um, but it, so I don't want to say like, "Hey, give it up." But if if you take some of those, you know, words of wisdom I'm trying to pass along and give it another shot, and then you're still not feeling it, then then it may not be for you. That's all. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is that my my biggest issue with myself playing this is that I can, like I said before, I can see how thought out and how this is a great roguelike roguelike game like it really is you have different times of day you have different areas that you can go back to the lead stuff you know like it's very detective work kind of stuff and it's it's fantastic and obviously there's a built-in mystery around everything that's right. going on regardless like i i can appreciate so much about it i just don't know why i have this in inherently <laughs> like this this disposition to just play it 
not the way I like. I'm watching all those trailers, you know. I got so excited about the trailers. I haven't done one thing that you see in the trailers, <laughs> and, and there's like seven different trailers that we know. You know, like I haven't done anything fun. I haven't shot gumballs. I haven't done anything cool. Uh, um, you got to do all that, man. <laughs> so that's what I need to kind of get over. I need to. I need to really just jump in there and not be afraid of dying. That's that's my biggest thing because every roguelike that I've ever played, it's like. You run, you die. You run, you die. You run, you die. You figure it out. And this one, just being a first-person shooter and and having this different play style in these different areas and these different um, types of enemies. Like, I don't know what it was. I was just afraid of dying and losing what I had. Um, so, well, yeah, once I understand everything, once I figure it out, once I get through a little bit more, I'll definitely open up. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I just got to keep playing. All right. I like the sound of that. Perseverance. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's. That was Deathloop, and the last game on our list here is Metroid Dread, a game that I started and finished. Um, Shelby, you haven't dug into this one yet. I have not, and I have a good reason, and it's exciting news, but at the same time, uh, it's. I didn't want to buy it right away, even though I was excited to buy it, but kind of the day it came out, I became a lucky individual of somebody who was able to get an Xbox Series X. Hey, so I was like, you know what? Congrats. I got that. Uh, comes comes next month. I got the new Halo edition. Got super lucky with that. And I was like, yeah, I'm hold off on the $60 Metroid game right now <laughs> while I'm in the middle of playing Deathloop, Sable, Returnal, right. you know, like all these right. other things. I was like, let me just finish a big game first before I buy right. another one. Because um, I, I know it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be one of those games I don't put down. You know, I know that already. Yeah, so. it was definitely that for me. I will tell you that. Uh, this game is really special. And I really love it a lot. <laughs> it's, I mean, big surprise. I mean, Super Metroid, depending on what day you ask me, is is my favorite game of all time. <laughs> um, and I've played most Metroid games uh, and loved most Metroid games. Um, and this was this is the first like new two D Metroid game since Fusion came out. So that's nineteen years. Um, they made some remakes like uh, Samus Returns, which is you know a remake, um, or I think it's Zero Mission is a remake of the first game, and um, Samus Returns is a remake of Metroid Two. Oh, is that uh, so? I didn't know that. Those were on yeah, those were 3DS games. Okay, um, kind of like and, they did like the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D games. Yeah, but these are actually like full remakes, actually made by this team. Oh, that made Metroid Dread. Uh, at least um, Samus Returns is made by Mercury Steam, which is this team. And the thing about this game, man, I mean, first of all, there's there's so many good things to say about it because I will just say right off the bat, oh, absolutely gorgeous 2D game. The depth of field is amazing. Uh, all the little details, like you walk up to a wall and Samus will put her hand up. Uh, you go to like an opening and she'll like put her little arm cannon through it. Like tons of little detail work like that. Even in cutscenes or big showpiece moments, the game just looks so good. 
it runs so smoothly. I have not had a single, I probably had like one or two instances of dropped frames, period, in the entire game. Like it has been so smooth for me. I know some people say it's it's been a little bit rougher for them, but I haven't seen anything like that. Um, so like just looking at it, seeing Samus move in this like fluid way, after you know only getting those older, um, you and know backs. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I uh, actually this, just looked it up. So Samus Returns is a remake of the second one. Came out in 2017, but uh, Zero Mission is a Game Boy Advance game. Yes, uh, yes. It is on right. Wii U, uh, Virtual Console, I would assume, but it's a Game Boy Advance. That's game. right. I totally got that mixed up. Zero Mission is. Uh, a remake of the first game, but it's on Game Boy Advance, yeah. I believe. So old um, is what we're getting at. Old, old. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so so not only does it look good, run well, it feels so good to play. Like I love the gameplay in this game. Samus moves in such a like just it's one of those games where like you just grab a controller and move and shoot and you're like oh yep like this feels good <laughs> like it is that classic like nintendo 2d feel where it's like yup 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 like you nice. pick up a mario game a 2d mario game and you're like yup love playing this like i will play this <laughs> quick uh, question that's, so yeah. comparing it to like um i guess a more mod uh, like fist i guess that's a good example because that's recent like yeah. comparing it to that it feels just as good it feels um, way better, way better. Feels even better. Oh, fantastic. oh yeah, way better. And I like Fist, but uh, this game. I mean, the, the, I'm telling you, the feel of this game, moving around in this in this world, and it's just awesome. It's so so good. And then <laughs> so so that's just like high level. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. The thing that really sets it apart, and honestly, I'm grappling in my head. Because, so if I'm ranking Metroid games, mm -hmm. this is either number one or number two. Wow. And so, But the thing is, nostalgia is a powerful thing. I was going to so say, is that a recency bias too? Or? It's not a recency bias at all. It's almost okay. the opposite. Good. Good, good, good. It's almost like I, I love this game. Like I enjoy playing this game more than I enjoy playing Super Metroid. I think that's undeniable. The thing I love and I think makes Super Metroid a better complete package is the music, the atmosphere, the visuals, that stuff. I mean, Super Metroid is a game that I enjoy playing as well. But if you comp you know, if you're going to play Super Metroid and then play this, you're going to be like, well, obviously Med Dread feels like amazing. <laughs> like right. it, it, it feels better to play. Um, but yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, like it is just such a superb game and it, it is so well designed. Some of these boss fights are the most memorable in the series. Um, this final boss was just such a joy to play where I, I've heard some, it, it, it's very challenging, I will say. I, you know what? You're not the first person that I've heard say that, though. I've heard so many people say how difficult it is, but how much they, it, like, have gone back and replayed it. Yeah, um, the thing the thing that I'll say is I, I think the challenging, 
like the th- the way people talk about how challenging it is is way overblown in my opinion because even that final boss four or five times I died something like that and it's not me saying like I'm amazing at games it's me saying like pattern recognition is what these bosses are okay so it's like I mean there are tight timing windows and stuff you have to do and you have to react quickly but there's nothing that's insurmountable like what'll happen is you'll You'll be fighting, you know, like this final boss, for example, and I won't spoil any moves or anything, but you'll you'll be fighting, fighting, fighting. You go to the next phase, and then they'll hit you with something that you never saw before. You're like, what the hell? And then you need to see it again and see it again and see it again, and then you're like, okay, now I got it locked down. Now I know when this happens, I know what to do. And it's that throughout and it makes it so enjoyable to like piece it together as you go in a, in a very like you know classic boss fight way like a Castlevania boss or a, say, that's know. exactly how I felt playing Hollow Knight earlier this year yes. with the final boss yes. you know absolutely definitely in that same vein and it just it's just so good <laughs> there's so many good things they're doing in this game i mean it's almost the more the more apt thing to do is to talk about the things I did not like about it, and they're they're more like things I found mediocre. And unfortunately, it's the music for me. Uh, I I was a little disappointed with the soundtrack. I think it's good. It's just Metroid music is some of the best like ever made. So. Right. When you when you get a new Metroid game, it better have some of the best music. And to me, I think it's outclassed by a lot of soundtracks this year, which is not something that I would expect from a Metroid game. This one should be, you know, right up there with the best of the best. Um, also, some of the so there are very cool story moments that I absolutely adore and added immediately to like best moments of the year of our list um but overall the story had some some strange things and some things maybe i didn't love um but it didn't i think all in all i look back at this as like a really interesting metroid story um it just it it stumbles in places and that's kind of it like everything else i just love i love the the different environments as you get to the second half of the game. I love the some of the puzzling of how to, you know, get little missile upgrades and stuff like that. You have, to, you know, the classic different puzzles of using the speed booster and do a shine spark jump and all that stuff. Like really, really fun puzzling, platforming there. Um, I love the exploration. The thing that this game does that's way, way different than, you know, Super Metroid is it it kind of funnels you in a way. It's always open and you can always go back, but it felt like as I was playing this game, I kept being like I kept accidentally going the right way. Like it's it's like the game is designed so well okay. that it's like oh, let me see what's up here. And you go up there, and then all of a sudden you fall through the floor and you're fighting a boss. You're like, shit, <laughs> I thought the other way would be the right way. Like, like it almost like if you just keep going, you, it almost like is just natural the way that you're just advancing through the game, which is very new for a Metroid game. Those games are usually like, 
okay, I know where I want to go. Now I just need to look at the map and figure out where I want to go. I, I rarely felt that in this game. And not that it was linear. Like I said, you could always go back and go wherever you want and get upgrades or whatever. But it's like if you just keep rolling, like you're going to get to the right spot. And and I think that's a really cool feeling um, that's not very Metroid-like, but I really, really dug. All right. Um, cool. but, uh, so would you say, like Metroid's kind of known for unlocking something backtracking unlocking something backtracking did you yeah. do that as much as you would yeah, compared so, you know so definitely not and that's kind of what that's kind of part and parcel with what i was just talking about where it's yeah. like i like it, it's almost like the backtracking is built into their design so it's like you may get something at like the far left corner and yeah you have to back like you know you just worked your way through this whole level and now you got to backtrack to get out and use your new ability to get through. But it's not like you get there and, all right, now I got to get all the way to this other world and do this. It's almost like, it like feels you'll find fluid. it. It feels very... Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of these areas are much tighter than past Metroid games where, like, they're kind of, like, claustrophobic and, like, shortcut-like. So it might be like, oh, I see this area over here. Now I pop through this little secret spot and now I'm up there right away rather than having this big open space where you're like jumping around, shooting every wall. It feels different, but it's not a bad thing. I think some like purists will say like, oh, that that aspect doesn't feel very Metroid. And they're right, but that's okay. Like we haven't had a 2D Metroid in 19 years. Like maybe this is just where this needs to go. And I, I really genuinely think they did an amazing job. I think the, the game design, the boss design, uh, it it really just it came together to be something very special for me. I really, really love this game. Yeah, no, I mean that's great to hear. That's that's been the general consensus so far on everybody I've uh heard from that has played it and even um videos and, and reviews that I've seen. I mean this was something that kind of came out of nowhere earlier this year in a trailer that people got super excited for, that I was even excited for, having not played... I've never played any of the Prime games or anything. Um, right. And, and yeah, I, I definitely want to play this at some point. I just... I was playing other things, and like I said, I had my poor excuse before but uh <laughs> but uh okay. but you get to it it's very yeah, good when you this get is it. something before the end of the year i will for sure um be be playing cool uh i'll just briefly also say something this game does that's really cool is the, the 2d switches like it the camera changes to different perspectives other than just 2d in like some key moments in very cinematic ways. It's a much more cinematic game than most 2D games. So for example, you may be fighting a boss and once you do enough damage, the camera will swing behind Samus's shoulder and it'll look like a third person over the shoulder game for a second. And then the, and the boss will try to attack you and you can parry it even though it looks like you're in a cutscene. Oh. And then you'll you know, jump on it and start shooting and you actually need to hit shoot like missiles and stuff. Wow. This like big cut, it feels almost like a God of war, like cinematic, crazy QTE kind of thing. 
and it's so damn cool. Like yeah, that's the word that for this game. Cool. <laughs> that's the word for this game is cool. It is just so freaking cool all the way throughout. Like everything you're doing, you just feel like Samus is a badass and it it just fucking rules, man. Even the the Emmys were like a big question mark, like is this going to be fun or is this going to be annoying? I found them super fun. I found them terrifying. I found them um, like interesting puzzle, almost like little puzzles in and of themselves. Um, I think there's just a lot of really, really good stuff in this game. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you think when you get around to it. And and same thing for Dan. Um, I'll say my clear time was seven hours, 24 minutes, which Metroid only counts like in a very strange way. I think if you like die to the same boss, it doesn't count it or something like that. Something weird. Um, so that like my actual play time, I bet you actually I have my switch right in front of me. I bet you it's going to be somewhere around 15 hours. If I had to guess like twice as much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure hundred percent, but actually you can check. Can't you check in? uh, I'm sure they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. So yeah, that, that's a, I mean that's a great length for the game. Yeah, it you says know, it says ten hours or more. So, I guess maybe about ten or eleven hours. Ten hours or more. That's hilarious. This is it's such classic, a Nintendo classic way of Nintendo. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't give you an exact. You know, it's literally just counting minutes goes ten hours or more. It's too good. But yeah, I I, I will say Metroid Dread. Definite game of the year contender. Uh, it's right up, you know, I, I had said before, there are some games that are way up top for me. My my Psychonauts 2, my Deathloop, uh, my Chicory, you know, games that could be my number one game. And Metro Dread immediately is joining that crew of this could be my number one game this year. Wow. It's, it's that good. Wow. That's, that's great to hear from a 2D action platformer. I mean, I am totally intrigued have yeah. been still am will be as i'm playing it and uh and so excited to hear that from you and i know um dan's probably playing this as well he's a metroid guy yeah and for uh, sure. and i know our buddy ralph's playing it as well so the the fact that all three of you are enjoying it is is exciting i can't wait to jump in yeah man absolutely so i think that's it for what we've been playing uh we have a couple of quick news beats before we jump to the end and we're we're gonna do our september game of the month later Ooh. uh but let's get to some news they're mostly quick hits there's not a lot of huge in-depth stuff that happened um but we did get a solar ash delay uh, i believe it was supposed to come out around now i think it was the end of october and it got delayed to december 2nd um so about a, about a month and a half delay, nothing too crazy. So we'll look forward to playing that when it does come out. Uh, while we're talking about delays, my my precious Elden Ring <laughs> got a got a, a one month delay. So not not super long, not anything to you know get too concerned over. Uh, they just said, listen, we the scope became larger than we expected we want that extra month to make sure everything's really polished and please by all means from software take your time no worries i'm anxious to play it but um 
But really yeah, so. though, February. I mean, there's so many things in like February, March. Shelby, I <laughs> I didn't take a picture, but I saw a tweet that just was like a screenshot of like what games are coming out around that time. Let me see if I can pull it up because I actually know who did it. Because like um, January was such a perfect time for a game like this, you know, exactly. or end of January, early February, because this is this is going to be like a very expansive game yes. that you're going to spend a lot of time in and to have about a month to do it before you have other things, even if this is the only thing you're playing to have it early in the year where a lot of big hits don't come out in January, you know, like that's not a, a month that we usually get a ton of stuff. So it was like, exactly. it was almost exciting for that. I'm not mad about the delay at all. I right. was just, I was more so excited to have a January game like this than, than anything, <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. Because uh, I'm so, all on board. I'm totally on board. Push it back. If, if you have bugs and stuff like that that you want to fix, fix them, you know? Take your time. This is definitely. a new IP. We, we're not sitting here waiting for the a continuation of a story. Take your time. But, <laughs> That's but, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I found it. I mean, so f- for one, so Dying Light 2 is out February 4th. Which, okay. you know, that's a good amount of time before. So we'll kind of leave that one off. But Horizon Forbidden West is February 18th. Of course. And then February 22nd is Sifu. Oh, of course. And then February 25th is Elden Ring and Saints Row. So <laughs> the fact that those four games are coming out one week apart is wild. Oh, that uh, sucks. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are the delays. Uh, we also got just today the rare the rare news breaking on a Wednesday. Um, God of War 2018 is coming to PC January 14th. Wow! So PlayStation continuing their trend of adding first party games to Steam because obviously they're selling like gangbusters, and why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do this? So. Oh, yeah. You're always going to have people that are angry, you know, trying to justify the purchase of the PS5, yada, yada. But listen, you don't have a PS5 or you don't have a PC that can run God of War anyway. So knock it off. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, in, in reality, everything that's gone there, have, has it even been new games, really? I mean, you know. No, they're always after the fact. Exactly. So it's like yeah. you're, you're buying your PS5 to play it when it comes out, you know. There's right. your justification. Get there you go. Yourself. Uh, we'll touch briefly on the DC fandom just for Gotham Knights and, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, those, we just got new trailers, uh, no, no dates, nothing like that. Um, I enjoyed both trailers quite a bit. I don't think we need to like dig into them here in detail. Um, both those games are still slated to come out next year. Uh, I would bet that Gotham Knights, since it was initially a 2021 game, would be earlier in the year. I could see that being like a March, April, something like that. And then the Suicide Squad may be like a big fall release. That's just me prognosticating here. I don't know anything for sure. Yeah. But yeah, pretty cool trailers. I think we got a, a nice tone piece of what Suicide Squad was going to be. Uh, and as far as Gotham Knights, uh, just some more interesting teasers and showing off the Court of Owls, stuff like that. Are you at all surprised that we didn't see, uh, like we just got 
an extended cinematic trailer for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I you think know? they're gonna. I, I think they're really gonna. Sh- I have, I have a theory that's coming out 2023. <laughs> so I think yeah, they're yeah. waiting to show gameplay until it gets closer. Right. Um, I mean, it, no offense to uh, Court of Owls or or uh, Gotham Knights or anything. That game is less appealing to me than the of course Suicide Squad game. Simp like honestly, simply because like Rocksteady is doing, right. like that's the universe I want to jump back into. You know. Yeah, um, and I agree with that. I, yeah. I I definitely think Gotham Knights is going to be a good game that we'll all enjoy. But yeah, I think the more exciting one is definitely Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I was looking forward to. Long fun trailer, you know. Tick tick boom yeah. by the hives. Great song, you know. Great song. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's incredibly interesting to basically be playing the antihero, you know. And uh, I'm I'm more so just like I want I'm I'm talking about being surprised that there's no gameplay trailer because I want to see the gameplay. Like I want to know what the hell we're doing in this game. Like how the hell am I going to fight Superman? Explain this to me. <laughs> you know, like I I did love the little reveal of just about everybody from the Justice League. You know, yeah, um, it was very very cool trailer. It's so, cool. Yeah, yeah it was, check it out. It was definitely a good trailer. But, yeah, you know. Um, last piece of news: we had an Animal Crossing direct on October fifteenth. Uh, really showed off some some really cool new stuff. Um, they're having a free expansion. On November 5th, the same day that they're doing a paid expansion. The free expansion has a bunch of new features and, and some interesting stuff. While the paid expansion um, adds this, basically it's like a it's like a paradise island for, for rich villagers where you you go there and work as a home designer for these these villagers. And they like tell you what they want, the style they want to go for, and you build out their house and do all this decorating and everything. And then based on how you did, you get paid out. Uh, and then you can bring, that's like a special currency, and you bring that back with you. And there's a special shop that you can spend at to get unique items. Uh, looks really, really neat. I, I like the whole style of it. Honestly, this whole Animal Crossing Direct, if you are an Animal Crossing fan, they really nailed a lot of stuff. I didn't like take notes to talk about here. I just wanted to mention, I think it's worth taking 20 minutes out of your day, checking that out. My wife is very excited to jump back in when all that comes out. So, yeah, I, uh, so I do want to say I, I threw shade at Nintendo for the one direct where they basically two announcements during the direct were, Oh, Hey, we're going to announce more animal crossing and Oh, Hey, we're going to announce the last fighter. And basically like, why did they even throw that in there? And it does make sense. I mean, the Sora thing was like a 25 minute explanation. Um, whereas that Nintendo direct in particular was like a 30 minute overall thing. And, and same with this animal crossing thing. So I get why they did that stuff now. So I'm sorry, Nintendo, (laughs) I'm not interested in jumping back into animal crossing. Um, but I am sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, honestly, if you are interested in jumping back in, anyone that is out there, check this direct out. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Sure. Um, and I think that's it for the news. Uh, let's quickly jump into our Game Pass games of the show before we do our September game of the month. Um, so Shelby, why don't you start with your Game Pass game of the show? 
You got it. Um, so this was kind of uh, an interesting pick for me because one of these games I haven't even played before. But <laughs> I, uh, it's just bundled, so that's how it worked out. <laughs> um, so I have chosen Final Fantasy X and X2, or ten and ten two Remaster, because it's super interesting to, first of all, have these Final Fantasy games like on Game Pass. And this isn't the only one. I mean, I know a few of them are on there now. Um, but 10 was the first Final Fantasy I played, and it was literally because our buddy Ralph, like, I always told him during, like, when we were in high school, like, I've never played Final Fantasy. What am I going to do? Jump in now that they're 10 games deep? Like, what the hell? No, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, dude, play 10. <laughs> and uh, and I know it's very, um, what's it called? The marginal on how many people either love it or just don't like it at all. And it was my first Final Fantasy game. So I jumped in. I enjoyed it. I like the... Um, I like the, the world that they built. The, the characters were just fine. It was fun. It was kind of my jump into having that uh, that turn-based style RPG that I could spend a ton of time with and uh, and really get enveloped into. I think I think it's a great game, and and the fact that they have that, and I can't justify Ten Two Remaster because I never played it, but I know it's a continuation, and they don't do that typically. There's not a lot of those um, right. in the Final Fantasy universe, so obviously Ten meant enough to enough people um to oh, yeah. just it's the highest that, selling you know? it's the highest selling final yeah. fantasy and it's remastered on every system ever like literally yeah. everything you can get i had it on the vita i did too <laughs> like <laughs> that that's where i after playing it on ps2 and then i saw that and i was like you know what this will be my chance to finish that game because I, I i had never finished it at the, ch- at right. the time um so i jumped back into it but but yeah i know this is like one of one of our friends ralph's one of our friend Ralph's favorite games ever. And yeah. uh, and it was my first Final Fantasy game. And the fact that it's bundled together and it's on Game Pass, um, it's just a fun time. And uh, and go check it out for sure if you've never never played and you've always been interested like I was. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know a lot of people that adore those games, uh, especially it, 10. Yeah. Except for the the in-game like dodgeball game. that That's horrible. <laughs> it's the Blitzball, worst thing. baby. Blitzball. Oh my god, what a horrendous aspect that they included. <laughs> Hopefully you can skip it. Listen, there's no skipping Blitzball. <laughs> Not in this house. <laughs> uh, um, Alright, yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think it's, you know, it's a beloved game, and I'm glad it's on Game Pass. I think that's really cool. Oh, for sure. I'm going to pick a game that I was shocked to see was not picked by one of us, and that's Celeste. Celeste, yeah, our our 2018 game of the year. Uh, it is just... So this is that game where the platforming is as good as any 2D platformer. And also it tells an amazing story about anxiety and self-doubt and depression. And I think it's really well done. And pairing this tough as nails, awesome platforming with that is just such a such a cool thing. And it brought so many people into the game that never would have played a strictly story-based game. And then they realized, hey, you know what? This is actually a pretty cool, pretty cool story. And now maybe I want to check out some more story-based games. And 
Um, I think, you know, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time by Lena Rain, um, Maddie Thorson and, and their team makes awesome games that feel good to play. If you ever played Towerfall, uh, one of the tightest, you know, 2D multiplayer competitive games I've ever played. This is that same physics engine that they built in the Pico 8. Um, and yeah, I mean, Celeste is just a really special game from top to bottom. Uh, there's a reason that, that we ended up giving it our game of the year that year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was that was a, a pretty good year for, for exclusives and stuff like that. You know, it was Celeste yeah, so came out and, and was just a, just a powerhouse in the indie in the indie space yeah excellent um, game i yeah. think people should play it for sure yeah yeah i just want to i mean i know we shout it out every week but first of all our 2018 game of the year is on game pass yep uh we have so many other uh, 2019 i don't even remember what our game of the year was but outer wilds also on game pass that was uh, our that was our 2019 game of is the year. That, i mean <laughs> out of 2018 2019 Control, which was highly rated in 2019, also on Game Pass. Signs of the Sojourner, a, a top tier game for you last year, also on Game. Like, it is yep. just unbelievable that they. I mean, these are also games that I feel like some of them are just not played enough or by enough people. They're played by the right people. I feel like the, yeah. the people who who do the reviews and and all that, but it's not played by enough people. And Game Pass is just that opportunity for you to get out there and do it. So. Absolutely. Shout, shout out to you, Game Pass. Shout out to Game Pass. I think, I think it's just such a. I think the reason it's special and the reason we even created this segment is because it, like you just said, it has our 2018 game of the year, and it has Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like it has classic games that yeah. it may you may not have a, a good way of playing. You know, like actually, Final Fantasy Nine was on there and might still be on there. I think eight and or, or sub. I think I know I downloaded nine, but I think yeah. the eight remaster was also put on there. You know, and these. I are, just I just think it's so cool that it, it it really runs the gamut from like, hey, here's a little indie game that you may not have purchased, but now it's on Game Pass. You could jump in, or right. or hey, here's this giant, awesome old game that you never played before. Hey, it's on Game Pass. You know, like yeah. the, it, running that gamut is is just really a neat thing. It's so. incredible, and the fact that they combined with EA Play is just such an easy way for for people like me who love to play sport games, and I know right. you do too. But I'm not going to go out there and buy the new FIFA every year or the new Madden every year. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. I just want to play a quick match, and I can play last year's version without going back to playing ESPN 2K5 every year. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's just it's it's so incredible, and yeah. um, and the fact that these games come so quickly. I mean, Hypnospace Outlaw is on there now. Oh, uh, and, what a game! Yeah, I remember you being high on that, and it's like it's on there. Go, you can go play. Gang Beast is on there. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> uh, yeah, Game Pass rules. That's kind of why we started doing this thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's jump in, Shelby. We have to name September's Game of the Month. And this the, is September, the toughest one we've ever done, I think. This is, this is the hardest month that we've ever had, in my opinion. Because our list of nominees, as I see them here, uh, are Deathloop, Life is Strange True Colors, Deltarune Chapter 2, 
Cana, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Fists, Forge in Shadow Torch. If ever there was a quarter to like uh, of gaming, you know, like the last quarter of the year to just be yeah. like, yeah, we're dropping these. Now, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. What a freaking list. I mean, it's really good. I, I would say that this list alone could it could be six games on somebody's top 10 out there, you know? Yeah, I mean like all of these. Yeah. <laughs> I I see I see more than more than two that are on my my top ten currently. Uh, it's, yeah, same, same. It's it's um, crazy. But yeah, so where do you want to start with this? I mean I think I think a good place to start is I know you haven't played Delta Rune. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say let's start with something I haven't played because I know you've played all of these. I haven't yeah. played Life is Strange or Delta Rune. So I would start with Delta Rune just to say I think they did some really great stuff and I think it's an excellent game. But I think even if Dan were here, he would agree that there are a couple of games on here that he values a little bit higher this year than Delta Rune Chapter 2. All right. So I'm going to say let's take that one out. And then where do you think we should go next here, Shelb? I think, um, like I said, I haven't played Life is Strange. I know you enjoyed it. A tremendous amount if i'm looking at the games that are on here that like i super super enjoyed fist but i know for a fact that sable and kenna or kena are two games that i enjoyed more like yeah this is a great game i think you should play it but it's it's not gonna win this game of the month that's where i lean as well i think fist is really really good uh but it's pretty outclassed by the games on this list right um and then, yeah, I mean, you know, me being the only one that has played Life is Strange True Colors, I can totally, obviously, take it off here. Um, I do think it's really, really great, and I think, you know, people are still sleeping on it. I, I think this is a pretty special game, mm-hmm. but it's not our game of the month. And now this is tough, Show. <laughs> this is the toughest now area. this is tough. Because, uh, personally, Kana and Sable are jumping around, swapping swapping places on my list like yeah. on a daily basis yeah. um and like i said like i i already gave you my spiel on on death loop at the moment yeah um so i can't even between the two games that i have finished i can't even choose which one i like better so the thing that i would say if if you're sitting in that spot is for me sable hits higher highs whereas Kana is just like really solid throughout and that's why for me sable is higher on my personal list yeah so i mean i I'm, would i would vote to to cut kana here i'm fine with that i mean major major shout out to kano uh, kana hell I mean, of a game uh, the fact that uh, what's beautiful about this game of the month we're, we're having trouble with these top three and they're all they're three brand new ips you know like these are yeah. just three super I don't want to say surprising because we've known that they've all been coming, but three right. just absolutely incredible new games that have blown me away. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. Uh, um, and this is where I'm going to leave it to you. I mean, I am 100% on Sable where I'm at right, right now in my Deathloop right. gameplay, uh, but you and Dan have finished Deathloop. And I so- know, and, and that's kind of, I, I don't, I feel weird saying this, but I, I already said that that Deathloop is a top five game for me. Um, and I know that Dan, when he was on here, he, you know, we had said like, oh, you know, a certain, this game could be right up there with, with our, my number one of the year. 
So I kind of want to give it to Deathloop, even though you're not as high on it. But I, I also feel like me, you, and Dan are all going to have Sable on our top 10. So oh, it's like, Sable's going to get some love this year, so don't yeah, worry. If it doesn't get know. the September game of the month, it's it's yeah. not going to be lacking when it comes time for a game of the year. Don't worry. I think you're right. All right, let's cut Sable. Let's give it to Deathloop. Um, but Sable will come back and, and see you soon yeah. in, in game of the year time. Yeah. It's just around the corner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so congrats to Deathloop there being our September game of the month. Uh, again, we like to do these on the second episode of each month. Um, so, yeah, I think Shelby, unless there's anything else to add, I think that's going to do it for our episode here. I believe so. I mean, that's a hell of an episode. We miss Dan dearly. and um, Yes. I'm just excited. I mean, this is we got the last two months of the year here coming up man this is this is do or die time this is where the games that that shine get their get their praise and i can't be more excited that's right it's it's been an awesome year for games there are games out right now that i'm i'm dying to play i i just can't wait to dig back into inscription i think i think more people should play that um you know what you gotta do watch the trailer for inscription if you are not sold based purely on that trailer then you something's wrong with me no <laughs> <laughs> no no but yeah, inscription no. inscription really is fantastic and i and i i really would encourage people to to try that one out yeah for sure no i'm totally in all right i hope all of you out there enjoyed this episode thank you shelby so much for being here with me thanks for having me as always and again, we miss you, Dan. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode. I'm sure you'll have a ton of games to discuss then. And until then, peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circleback Podcast or Circleback Gaming on any of these podcast services, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.